This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Because of Christ. 
listen to what they say that men shall live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Well, welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, and thanks today to Jim Hagerud and Debbie Taig, our musicians. And Jim will also be doing, being our reader and providing the children's message. And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website, at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank Marilyn Johnson for sponsoring this service and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Maybe a couple other announcements is January 1, we'll be having our uh, New Year's Day worship service at Little Falls, and we'd love to welcome all of you at, for the new year. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or the advent wreath. Uh, we're probably, we will be having communion also so you might want to have those things available, of wine and bread or grape juice, and make a small worship space to enhance your worship at home. And uh, may it be a good time of celebrating Christmas together. As we begin to worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We continue with the confession of sin and absolution. God of goodness and mercy, help us as we open our hearts and confess our sins. We doubt your presence and activity in our lives when we are struggling, confused, or hurting. Sometimes we lack patience, assuming we know when and how all things should happen. We forget that you are faithful in your promises to us. Other times we forget how vast your love is for us. For each of your children that you have uniquely created with purpose, we are truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. Help us to do what's right in the days to come. Surround us and renew us with your grace. Amen. God is good and loves us unconditionally at all times and in all places.
By grace, we have been saved. In the name of Jesus, our sins are forgiven. Amen. We continue with the gathering songs.
Continue with the litany. O God, you have given us the most precious gift, far exceeding anything we could possibly hope for. You have sent your messengers to proclaim it, not to the mighty, not to those with wealth, but to lowly shepherds, unknown, unnoticed. God's gift is for them and for all the forgotten. Let us respond with such gratitude for the gift of your son that we cannot help but share it with the world, bringing help and hope to those most in need. Praise God for the gift of Jesus. Let us proclaim him in word and deed. Continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, with the angels we rejoice at Jesus's birth. Give us the eagerness of the shepherds to tell all the world of your limitless love. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace. After all, this is the birth of the Prince of Peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. And you can begin with a touch of the forehead and using the Trinity formula and add your own blessing with it. Like be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have your Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along the Scripture readings with Jim. Our first lesson today, uh, actually it's our psalm, from Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O that today you would listen to his voice. Our next text is a familiar one. It's from Luke, the second chapter. Uh, a lot of times it's referred to as the Christmas story. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. 
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about the child. To all who had heard, and all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Here ends the reading. Well, good morning, young neighbors. What day is it today? Yeah, we all know it's Christmas Day, isn't it? And who was born today? You're right. Jesus was born. So Merry Christmas. I hope you're sharing time with your family and friends. We get to light the last candle on, on the Advent wreath. Now remember, what the, we've been talking about the Advent wreath for the last four weeks in church. Remember what Advent means? Uh, we, it means arrival, coming, or a time to get ready. Now we've been waiting for Jesus' birth. So the circle in the wreath symbolizes God's never-ending love for us. The evergreens symbolize everlasting life, even in the middle of winter. The lit candles shine light into the darkness. Remember, Jesus is the light of the world. Remember the song, This Little Light of Mine? We are to shine our light to those that don't know Jesus yet. The first candle, a purple one, is a prophet's candle, and this represents hope. Our hope that Jesus will come to save the world. Then the second candle, also a purple one, is the Bethlehem candle, and this represents faith. We have faith that God and Jesus love us and care for us, and even though we can't see or touch them, we have that faith. We read about Jesus in the Bible and learn the lessons he taught about having a peaceful life. The third candle is a pink one, and this is a shepherd's candle, and it represents joy. The shepherds who were tending their flocks in the field heard from the angels from heaven that Jesus, a savior, was born in Bethlehem. So here's a story from the Bible. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those in whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning to what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Boy, wouldn't it have been exciting to have been there? 
Imagine a whole huge choir of angels singing. How do you think we would have reacted? Think we'd have been scared? Or happy? Curious? We'd sure been excited. <laughs> so that gets us to the fourth candle. A purple one is the angel's candle, and this represents peace. So what do you think about when you think of angels? I mean, angels are good. Do you think about protection, or they are God's messengers? They help us in times of trouble. They are sent to protect the children of God. Do you have any angels that you can see in your house right now? Nah, they might be out for the Christmas season, do you think? I have a question for you. Why wouldn't we keep them out year-round to remind us of their protection? We can also remember they announced the coming of Jesus' birth. The last candle is a white one, and that's the Christ candle, and this represents light and purity. This candle is lit today on Christmas Day. Remember, Jesus is the light of the world, and he represents purity in all things good. So, let's bow our heads, close our eyes for a short prayer. Dear God, thank you for blessing us with the birth of your son, Jesus. Help us to remember the meanings of the Advent candles all year, hope, faith, joy, and peace and to remember that Jesus is the pure light of the world. Help us to remember that Christmas is not about presents, it's about sharing Jesus' love for us and with others. In your name we pray, amen. Once again, kids, Merry Christmas. Thy little ones, dear Lord, are we and come thy lowly bed to see Enlighten every soul and mind That we the way to thee may find With songs we hasten thee to greet And kiss the dust before thy feet Oh, blessed hour, oh, sweetest night That gave thee birth our soul's delight Now welcome from thy heavenly home Thou to our veil of tears art come Man hath no offering for thee save the stable manger, cross, and grave. Until at last we do proclaim with all thy saints thy glorious name in paradise our songs renew and praise thee as this Christmas again and so we'll be hearing words like bah humbug we'll be hearing things like the Grinch who stole Christmas Feliz Navidad sung over and over again 
We'll have Hallmark movies that will talk about family and friends and the season forgiven, or that's the reason for the season. And a lot of these things are good. And, and yet, are they really as the important things for us, we who are people of faith? We hear us tell our kids about Santa over and over again. You better be good. Santa's coming to town, or whether it's naughty or nice, and that will depend on what you get for Christmas. If you've been good, you'll get the better gifts, and if you've been bad, you might get a lump of coal. And we go on and on and on with that. And then we hear the economy is going to go up or down because of how much people buy at Christmas time. So it's important for our culture and our society, and even when I was in China, Christmas was celebrated in many places back in, you know, a few years ago. I don't know if they do that now because it's a little different, but it was, it was interesting. It had no gospel orientation. It was just the Christmas season and a Western holiday. Grace comes in the form of a babe lying in a manger. And that is the reason for the season. Grace, things undeserved, where we're not judged by whether we've been naughty or nice, but by God's goodness and grace to us. And how we have learned to hopefully respond in positive ways. But it's God's grace that makes it happen. The Grinch, can it steal Christmas? I mean, think about that. Just because he stole presents and everything else, and even though he returned them, was they not, were they now celebrating Christmas for all the right reasons? They were good reasons, yes. But for us, again, a people of faith. I don't believe Jesus was ever mentioned in that show or book. Even Scrooge had a change of heart. It was good to see. But why was the change of heart? Because he was afraid of what was going to be in the future. And he saw how awful he'd been in the past. That's a great start. But I don't really remember too much mentioned about God other than uh, there at the end with the little boy. We need to remember the reason and the importance of this year, time of year, is Jesus Christ being born. We might even find that we in the church try to rationalize this story a little bit to make it easier to listen to and make it more fun to celebrate. I mean, think of how all the cozy, warm pictures. <laughs> White Christmas? I love it. But let's face it, in Jerusalem, I doubt they had a white Christmas when Jesus was born, and it wasn't really important. But for us nor northerners, it's kind of nice to have a white Christmas, isn't it? But if you look at it, when we hear that little things like we, we get a comfortable scene of Jesus in, Mary, uh, in a manger, the hay is all clean, uh, all the animals are pretty much quiet, nice light shining around, the star above it. It's a cozy, warm picture. But there are some things that are interesting. They say that Mary and Joseph came and Mary was riding on a donkey. Nowhere in the scripture does it say she was. She may have had to walk that whole distance. It doesn't sound very much fun if you're expecting 
a child. And then you get there and there's no place for you to stay. The frustration. I mean, you look at what happens when airlines don't get their flights getting to the right place at the right time, and you see how angry people get who are standing in line and can't get to where they want to be, and somebody else's fault. And I wonder if there's any fingers pointed. Joseph, why didn't you get us a place ahead of time? Joseph, why didn't you do this? No room. It must have been frustrating. It must have been hard because she knew she was maybe going to have a baby real soon. And what were they going to do? We picture a manger, and yet some say it might have been more likely it was a cave. How does that deal with our picture of that cozy scene? We hear angels singing to shepherds. Somehow, if the angels were singing, wouldn't you think more people would have heard? How big was that angel choir? And yet, they came to the forgotten, the shepherds sitting out on the side of a hill, who probably told stories and heard stories, but this one probably is one that we, they told for many years after. Something exciting was happening. And they went to see this Jesus in a stable or in a cave or some other place that was not very much like a place where God would come to interrupt history and to change our world. But there was Jesus. What are you looking for this Christmas? What is it that makes this Christmas season important to you? I hope family and friends do that. I hope there are great gifts for you. I hope that there are many things. But I have to admit, the other night as I was listening to the news, the first thing ahead was a lady at the border who'd come from Venezuela, had traveled three months with her little baby, still in her arms. And what she saw across was barbed wire and National Guard troops, and there was no way to get in. It hurt. I don't have good answers for what needs to happen in the border. I know there are a lot of things that are of concern and there are just no really good answers. But seeing it fleshed out in a woman with a child made that Christmas story a little more real to me. But then they went to the next scene and it was in hospitals where babies were suffering from their respiratory disease, and they were crying. And nurses were trying to take care of them, and mothers were trying to take care of them, and it was heartbreaking to hear the cries. Again, we picture Jesus not crying, but was it comfortable? Was it easy? I don't know. He was a real baby. I imagine he cried. Jesus, or God, came into this world Back then, when time was tough, but he's here today too, as times are tough. I had tears by the time I got done with that newscast. It hurt. Where was the hope? Well, someone has said, 
that the birth of Jesus is the sunrise of the Bible. Toward this event, the aspirations of the prophets and the hopes of the world were directed. Some had remembered God's promise to send a savior. From the point of a new day began a dawn, a new day of hope and love. Faith and freedom began to spread over the world. Christ came to this earth as one of the darkest hours. Sin and oppression and despair had settled over the nations like a black pall. Into this darkness, Christ came like the early morning sun, bringing hope and peace. If the little group of men gathered in the stable that night had looked at all the ugliness and injustice in their world, they could well have cried out in despair. Look what the world has come to, we say. But because of their faith in the promises of God, they could look at the little babe and say, look, look what has come in to the world. Every year Christmas comes, we need to have that rebirth of hope of the Christ child coming into our world to change it. Darkness, light, all are things that we deal with. But the Christ child is light, and we need to take time to remember the hope that that brings us and others. A little deal from Gerhard Frost, where he speaks about, I walk today where Jesus walked. I didn't meet a number or smile at a statistic or laugh with a cipher. I didn't talk about the weather or swap a story or exchange a hand class with a case, a client, or a key punch in a computer card. I met people, persons like you and me, and Jesus. Yes, I kept meeting Jesus. The streets were full of him. For Christmas, we need to not only see our friends and neighbors, but we need to see all people and see how Jesus is represented in all of those places. The other place I have hope is another story by Gerhard where he talks about visiting a friend. He's 85 and travels light, a wise and wonderful man. We spoke of many things, small talk and big talk, and then he said, yes, for most of our comings and goings, maps are okay. I suppose we'd say GPS, but for the big trip, we still follow the star. Thanks to you, elder brother, wanderer in my wilderness, man of faith and vision, you keep Christmas in my heart. May we follow the star, for there is light that brings us to this Jesus, who won't let go of us, who doesn't look at our past and shake his finger at us and condemn us, but came to save us to give us a ray of hope in a dark world, to come and yeah, change people like Scrooge and Grinch and you and me, to learn how to give again out of gratefulness and thankfulness for all that God has done. Looking at people who are exiled in our world. After all, Jesus is soon gonna have to leave and go to Egypt. I wonder what the Egyptians felt about this Israeli family that came. 
I wonder if they were excited about him. Maybe no more than a lot of us after we've dealt with all of our issues and all of our problems and we don't have easy answers. But I hope we see the sunrise, the Jesus that brings hope. I hope that we meet Jesus and the people that we meet, whether they be exiles or they be our closest neighbor and friend. I hope that as we walk the streets, we meet Jesus everywhere. And yes, we got a lot of places to go and a lot of places to travel, but always for that final journey, it's following the star, the star that leads to Bethlehem, to a God who interrupts our history to give us life. Merry Christmas. Be blessed by the one who blessed the whole world. Amen. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Jesus, my brother, kind and good, was humbly born in a stable root, and the friendly peace around him stood. Jesus, our brother, sworn and good. I said the donkey shaggy and brown, I carried his mother Carried her safely to Bethlehem town. I said the donkey shaggy and brown. I said the cow all white and red. I gave him my manger for his bed. I gave him my hay to pillow his head. 
Continue with the Apostles' Creed or faith in this God, the triune God. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Suffering under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. to your children praying Lord send your spirit in this place Lord listen to your children praying send us love send us power send us Confident that your promises are sure, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of grace and glory, from the shepherds in the fields to the angels in the heavens, all creation sings your praise. Receive our hallelujahs as we celebrate your reign over heaven and earth. Emmanuel, God with us. When the voices of people are stilled, Creation itself lifts its voice to praise you. Help us to care for all that you have made with tenderness and love. O oh, Emmanuel, God with us. Give us a sense of peace and gentleness to the leaders of our world. Encourage them to pass on that peace to all whom they govern. Emmanuel, God with us. Remember today all who are sick or suffering and lay your healing hand upon all those in need and those who are lonely today. Especially we remember Becky Anderson, Claire Garish, Richard Roos, 
Shirley Lenz, Helen Jorgensen, Ida Martinson, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Chuck Hutton, Matt Crayup, Jill Huggerud, Wayne Jones, and Joyce Anderson. Emmanuel, God with us. Let every voice and every gathering be lifted to praise you. Let everyone know you and the abundant promises you hold for all your children. Emmanuel, God with us. With all the saints, we shout hallelujah at the birth of our Savior. Keep us ever mindful of those who have come before us and whose shouts of hallelujah have led us in the faith. Emmanuel, God with us. In faith, hope, and love, we lift our prayers to you in the name of your promised Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors and to bring other people to the stable to see Jesus. Our offering prayer, gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. We'd like to have communion at this time, and we remember. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the wine, gave thanks, and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread, 
or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promises from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice and drink it here and hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with, with favor and grant you peace from the Prince of Peace. Amen. And Debbie, you came up with something a little interesting uh, about this uh, last song that we're going to do, right? Yeah. The new organ in the Church of St. Nicholas in Oberndorf, Austria, had broken down. It was just before Christmas in 1818, and young Father Joseph Moore was saddened at the thought of no music during the holy season. When a group of traveling actors stopped to put a nativity play on, Father Moore attended the performance. He was so inspired that later he slipped away for a quiet stroll in the foothills of the Salzburg Alps, his heart full of love for his tiny village and its people. Looking down from the hills, he saw his village as Bethlehem might have looked from the hills of Judea on that still, clear, silent night. The young priest ran home to capture his thoughts on paper. It was nearing midnight when Moore penned the carol that was to become the most popular of all the Christmas carols throughout the world. Silent night, holy night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, Oh
for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Close by me for